Section 17 of The Elements of Botany. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Elements of Botany by Asa Gray. Section 15. The Seed. Seeds are the final product of the flower, to which all its parts and offices are subservient. Like the ovule from which it originates, a seed consists of coats and kernels. The seed coats are commonly two, the outer and the inner. Figure 414 shows the two in a seed cut through lengthwise. The outer coat is often hard or crustaceous, whence it is called the testa, or shell of the seed. The inner is almost always thin and delicate. The shape and the markings so various in different seeds depend mostly on the outer coat. Sometimes this fits the kernel closely. Sometimes it is expanded into a wing, as in the trumpet creeper, and occasionally this wing is cut up into shreds or tufts, as in the catalpa. Or instead of a wing it may bear a coma, or tuft of long and soft hairs, as in the milkweed or silkweed. The use of wings or downy tufts is to render the seeds buoyant for dispersion by the winds. This is clear not only from their evident adaptation to this purpose, but also from the fact that winged and tufted seeds are found only in fruits that split open at maturity, never in those that remain closed. The coat of some seeds is beset with long hairs or wool. Cotton, one of the most important vegetable products, since it forms the principal clothing of the larger part of the human race, consists of the long and woolly hairs which thickly cover the whole surface of the seed. There are also crests or other appendages of various sorts on certain seeds. A few seeds have an additional but more or less incomplete covering outside of the real seed coats called aril or aerilis. The loose and transparent bag which encloses the seed of the white water lily is of this kind. So is the mace of the nutmeg, and also the scarlet pulp around the seeds of the waxwork, Celastrus and strawberry bush euonymus the arrow is a growth from the extremity of the seed stalk or from the placenta when there is no seed stalk a short and thickish appendage at or close to the hilum in certain seeds is called a caruncle or strophiole the various terms which define the position or direction of the ovule erect ascending etc apply equally to the seed so also the terms anatropus, orthotropus, campylotropus, etc., as already defined, and such terms as hilum or scar left where the seed stalk or funiculus falls away, or where the seed was attached directly to the placenta when there is no seed stalk. Raphing, the line or ridge which runs from the hilum to the calaza in anthropus and amphitropus seeds. Calaza the place where the seed coats and the kernel or nucleus are originally connected. At the hilum in orthotropus and campylotropus seeds, at the extremity of the raphe or tip of the seed in other kinds. Micropile, answering to the foramen or orifice of the ovule. Compare the accompanying figures and those of the ovules. The kernel or nucleus is the whole body of the seed within the coats. In many seeds, the kernel is all embryo. In others, a large part of it is the albumen. The albumen, or endosperm of the seed, is sufficiently characterized and its office explained in section 3, 31 to 35. 
the embryo or germ which is the rudimentary plantlet and final result of blossoming and its development and germination have been extensively illustrated in sections two and three its essential parts are the radical and the cotyledons its radical or colicle the former is the term long and generally used in botanical descriptions but the latter is the more correct one for it is the initial stem which merely gives origin to the root as to its position in the seed always points to and lies near the microbile in relation to the pericarp it is superior when it points to the apex of the fruit or cell and inferior when it points to its base or downward the cotyledons have already been illustrated as respect their number giving the important distinction of dicotyledonous polycotyledonous and monocotyledonous embryos also as regards their thickness whether foliaceous or fleshy and some of the very various shapes and adaptations to the seed have been figured they may be straight or folded or rolled up in the latter case the cotyledons may be rolled up as it were from one margin as in calicanthus or from apex to base in a flat spiral or they may be both folded plicate and rolled up convolute as in sugar maple in one very natural family the cruciferi two different modes prevail in the way the two cotyledons are brought around against the radical in one series they are accumbent that is the edges of the flat cotyledons lie against the radical in other they are incumbent or with the plane of the cotyledons brought up in the opposite direction so that the back of one of them lies against the radical as to the situation of the embryo with respect to the albumen of the seed when this is present in any quantity the embryo may be the axile that is occupying the axis or centre either for most of its length as in violet barberry and pine and in these it is straight but it may be variously curved or coiled in the albumen as in helianthium in a potato seed or onion seed and linden or it may be coiled around the outside of the albumen partly or into a circle as in chickweed and mirabilis the latter mode prevails in campylotropous seeds in the cereal grains such as indian corn and rice and in all other grasses the embryo is straight and applied to the outside of the abundant albumen the matured seed with embryo ready to germinate and reproduce the kind completes the cycle of the vegetable life in a phanerogamous plant the account of which began with the seed and seedling end of section seventeen